It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. host, Carla Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone with a little bit of music. This is Becoming, and this is by Latoria. Sit back and enjoy. I'm not where I wanna be, yeah. Show ain't where I was. Oh, but I'm on my way. Look at what I'm becoming. Every day make a little progress. Changing it up. Change, change. Promise I'm on my way. Look at what I'm becoming. Yeah. I might be here for your benefit. For my benefit. Yeah. So if you watch and get into it. Metamorphosis in play In the middle of my transition There is morphosis to say Like Martin, I'm a running tail Jesus saved my soul from hell Hardly recognize myself I'm becoming like Michelle Ain't ready for my evolution Like a Euro, I'm about to step into it You ain't know I'd be the next to do it Probably why you're looking at me with confusion Pay attention, watch our execution Yeah, it's something kind of like a revolution And when I walk it out I'ma put a little extra to it. Your expectations, I'm running past them. You double blinking like you wearing lashes. Here's a calculator. Do the math. How I add subtracted what you figured out. Like blah. I'm not where I wanna be, yeah. Show ain't where I was. Oh, but I'm on my way. Look at where I'm becoming. Every day make a little progress. Changing it up. Promise I'm on my way. Look at where I'm becoming. No capping involved, I'm steady evolving, I'm speaking truthfully. That's facts. If you knew me then and you look at me now, I am not who I used to be. On that hard work and dedication, this is greatness in the making. Promise I will not be shaken, I was baby not forsaken. I'll be bringing home the bacon, cook it and I serve it up. Tell me how much do you want? Things I don't see, what I know one day they will be. I'm dialed into the main line, only life talking my earpiece. So I am a blessing to my future husband. I'ma keep him with the hallelujahs coming. Make him wanna step his contributions up. He never knew there could be so much to a woman like. There's ice on my finger, you know what that means Either way, I'm quite costly Cause you can't make a copy If every limb on your body was covered with drip I would still be more saucy, sorry I do not mean to compare I'm just saying I'm aware 
That what I tapped into was switching my mental Your girl is on another realm And they got me like, oh Not where I wanna be, yeah Show ain't where I was Oh, but I'm on my way Look at what I'm becoming Every day make a little progress Changing it up Promise I'm on my way Look at what I'm Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host of the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Becoming. Becoming is available anywhere you download music. So download it and check it out. Um, where our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to your go to their website, loveministriesbuilds.org. Well, I am very excited to welcome back to the show, Latoria. Welcome, Latoria. Hey, Carla. (laughs) We are so excited that you are back. Everyone, if you remember, Latoria is a rapper. She has energy and a style all of her own. She brings an eclectic feel to the hip hop music that she makes. And if you all remember when she was here last time, she talked to us about grown woman bars. That is her gospel-centered perspective to serving. So, mm-hmm. um, and Latoria has, she's performed with, listen, everybody. I, I'll read <laughs> just a couple of, you know, um, she's performed with Flame, with Christy Knuckles, Jeremy Camp, Camp. Kenton Jones, that's just some of them. And she's been also uh, featured on TV. So we are so excited to catch up with you, Latoria. Thank you so Aww. much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I've been eager to get back and, and <laughs> chat it up with you, sis. So thank yeah. you for having me again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Latoria, you have been very busy. And mm-hmm. first thing I want to talk about is your new single, Becoming, because I really think that. This I've been saying this a lot the last couple of weeks for doing the show, but mm-hmm. your this this the message that you're giving and becoming I believe is for right now, like it's for today. Wow! So first thing I would love for you to do is just talk to us about becoming and how you wrote it and and why you wrote it, and mm-hmm. then as well it's. You start doing some things on YouTube <laughs> after that that are also for right now. So, so cool thing on everything you're doing. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, the song, the concept had actually been a couple of years in the making, and you know, um, man, it. I feel like the Lord just put on my heart to 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 create a song that really was just at its root encouragement. Anybody could could listen to it and grab onto it and be encouraged with their process, mm-hmm. whether you are in school and you're trying to graduate or you are a new mom and you're trying to figure out parenthood or you are trying to lose weight or gain muscle, like whatever, whatever your process is. Um, I wanted to create something that that you could put this in your ears and it help you, you know, celebrate the small victories along the way. So, you know, when you think about just as an artist, typically I try to have more than one angle to my, to my music and to my art. And so first and foremost, I'm always thinking about as a believer, what does this mean to the home team? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As, as yeah. To the, to the believer. Um, and for us, you know, 
I really was thinking about the, the process of sanctification. You know, every day we are supposed to be yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit so that we become more and more like Christ. And so, um, you know, in the in the hook or the chorus, it says, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I ain't where I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if, if you think about it, that's the story of every believer that is that is on their journey to sanctification. And so the celebratory point is that, you know, I am becoming something. You know, like there is there is transformation happening along the way. And it's a bop. You know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah, you can get into yeah. it and, and, you know, bounce <laughs> with it a little bit. And, and, you know, that was the that was the hope is that you would stop and just recognize, hey, I am going somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's it's for every season of life. It's so interesting. Like I, I was just I was. If I'm honest, I'll be a hundred with you guys. Y'all mm-hmm. family, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I was a little bit discouraged in that, you know, when Michelle Obama put her book Becoming out because it was like, ah, <laughs> now everybody's going to think that I'm copying off Michelle Obama. And it was like, no, like that's just confirmation that, you know, there are great minds think alike. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like this is a concept that needs to be in the earth right now. Right. So echo it, regardless if it's Michelle or whoever it is. And so, you know, I had the clever idea to just put her in in the song, you know, mm-hmm. as as wordplay to kind of make it like I'm echoing the same idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's 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 one of my favorite songs, honestly, just because yeah. I feel like it reflects me and my journey. And I think a lot of people can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it, it, it really resonated, um, with me and, and with everyone that I, you know, I'm like, okay, check this out, y'all. Like, this, yeah. is, this, this, this is for now. So absolutely. And then like us, for the, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, tell us also what you're doing on, on your YouTube yeah. channel. Uh-huh. So, so what happened was when it the week that I released the single was the same week that George Floyd was murdered. And it was like, you know, talking to my team and stuff, it's like, yeah, releasing singles don't matter right now. Like, <laughs> like that, that, that would be completely um, disrespectful to George and to the whole experience of, or to the whole situation, like his experience, his family and all of those things to be like, oh yeah, that happened to him, but look at me, I just released it. Like, so it's like, no, we're we're shutting down and just kind of pausing, of course, dealing with my own re-traumatization and, you know, we'll get into all of that in a minute, but um, the Lord just really put it on my heart to take that same concept and really create an opportunity to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it turned it from a proclamation of look at what I'm becoming to a question of who, who, who are we becoming? Mm-hmm. And so he really just put it on my heart to use my platform to open up space for the African-American community to just have like communal healing. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, I know I'm jacked up right now as a result of what's happened. And I know I'm not the only one. So let's, Let's let's come together and just create a space to have dialogue and and the Holy Spirit. You know, when God gives you an idea, it's just like do 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 do, and He laid right. it all out for me. 
And it was like, take the theme of this song and really like engage whoever will come um, to, to have these conversations about what this is doing to us as a community, you know, how, mm. how this is affecting us when you couple Ahmad, uh, what's his, Arbery, I think is his last mm-hmm, name, and mm-hmm. um, um, George Floyd and all the other countless people who have been unarmed and murdered on top of COVID-19, like specifically to the African-American community, what is this doing to us? Who are we becoming? And mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's kind of get some professionals in here to kind of diagnose and put language and definitions to what we're feeling. Let's verbalize because a lot of times there's healing in just hearing someone else put words to the, to your experience. Cause it's a shared experience. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so <clears throat> from that blossom, just this series that I did one week, we focused on the women cause ladies first. Ow. And then secondly, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, we focused on the, the, the fellas, you know, and, um, we just we just teased it out and we did like three parts. Um, Dula Prevalon was the was the uh, licensed counselor minister that that joined us the first week. And we just talked about black trauma mm-hmm. and she, we, we combed through what is what you know, how does trauma look? What does it feel like? How is it affecting us? What is the history of it for black folks? What are some realities that we don't even stop to think about? Because we're just constantly, generation after generation, in survival mode. Mm-hmm. We don't have time necessarily to always stop and think about, how, how is it emotionally affecting me to keep seeing these things and these images and, and, and hear things in media and all of, you know, because we're, we're trying to live, live, pay the bills, mm-hmm. feed the babies. Right. And then the next generation comes and does the same thing. And so you have this generational trauma. And so it was just like, I feel like the Holy Spirit just gave me an opportunity to serve by saying, hey, y'all, since everything is on pause anyway, mm-hmm. let's take this theme of becoming and really look at what we're turning into and how we can maybe invite the Lord in to shift that into going through a healing process instead of becoming more angry and more bitter and more traumatized, you know? So, yeah. 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 You know, at first... Uh, when COVID started, we were all like, okay, you know, take this time to um, spend time with family and to, you know, re- make sure you're reaching out with people, make sure you're praying, you know, with mm-hmm. people because people are suffering and people are isolated. That's yeah. not a good thing. And then all of a sudden, this whole nother thing is we're confronted with this whole nother thing, except for it's not just Black people, like the whole country. This the Lord allowed the yes. entire country to yes. see and to yes. hear and to take it in. Yes. So then I wholeheartedly agree and, and believe yeah. that sis. He was like, Y'all gonna look at this. You're not gonna keep sweeping it under the rug. And all, everybody. Everybody sees. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so then at that point, all of a sudden the Lord opened up this opportunity for all of these conversations that maybe we tried to start before, but never got off the ground. It wasn't a huge movement or either they were never started. And you're, 
you're going to work, you're coming home and you're doing your hustle, but there's Mm -hmm. a part of your life um, as a black American that isn't shared with, you know, everybody else. You're just kind of suppressing that and and keeping going. So that's why I think that what you are doing, your song and what you um, did with your YouTube channel is for right now, because now we got to add, okay, what what is my life saying? Because yeah. now America's watching and wanting information and wants conversations. So what is my life saying? What is my message? How can I contribute to mm-hmm. the conversation in a way that um, that is that people will get it, that people mm-hmm. can understand, take it in, and 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 that lifts up the name of the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I I really 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 do appreciate you know all all that you're doing right now, and I want to tell everybody that your website is latoriamusic.com, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, so I want everybody um, to go and check it out. I am very curious, Latoria, uh, Latoria about um, the your show with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that turn out? <laughs> Woo Lord. You know, I, uh, I, oh, I have so much to say, Carla. We need two hours because I got so much to say. So um, I was blessed by how willing my bros were to just lay it out there. Yeah. Um, I, I personally feel like Whoever watches watches those series of videos, you guys really get to see unfiltered, raw, how black men were not a monolith, but they did a really good job okay. of, of representing the gambit of how black men in, in, in particular are feeling what their everyday lives look like, the things that they have to silently endure because typically nobody is saying, hey, black man, how you feel? Right. Well, what's going on in your chest, bro? Like that, that's not norm. And then there's the stigma that they're just supposed to somehow magically not feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) any of these things, you know? And I just feel like God was faithful in leading them to just be transparent and be raw and vulnerable, um, live on camera, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I went, I tried to, to, to capture as many life stages as I could with such short notice, but we were able to just get some, some everyday guys, some men in corporate America, some business owners, fathers, husbands, single men, my, my nephew and one of his little friends as, as black boys, how this mm-hmm. is affecting them. Uh, a black male counselor to kind of come in and talk about as a black man, he understands all the stigmas and is still um, advocating for self-care and, and, and pushing for mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there was some, there was some stuff on there that, that if you're not ready, if you're not mature enough, you know, if you, if you don't got no weight about you, yeah, you, you it might be hard for you to hear, but it's real and it's mm-hmm. their experience and and it's a result of however many years this country has existed, compounded trauma, mm-hmm. you know, that they have just ingested and and continued on anyway, just carrying 
on their backs and within them. And it was, it was beautiful. And in my opinion, it was beautiful to see, you know, that many instances of black men just being honest and saying, like, here's a piece of my soul that is wounded and hurts and mourns and is tired and is weary, you know, just, just to hear it from their mouths. I think it was, um, a gift. I really yeah. do. I think it was a gift. And it, it's a point of reference that's just now out there on the internet for free to whoever who, who's curious, you know, to go watch it and listen mm-hmm. and, and see and, and feel as much as you can what, what it is to be a black man in this country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those brothers, they kept it really real. They kept it really, <laughs> they that's kept good. it really real. And it was good because, um, man, one of the things that I've just been reflecting on, Carla, is I believe that the Lord is allowing these things for the maturity of the body. Mm-hmm. You need to hear the real, the raw, the ugly. You need to hear things that might shock you and, and hurt your feelings or whatever, because it's time for the body of Christ to mature. Mm-hmm. You know, especially around this issue, we've been playing with it and, and sweeping it under the rug and busying ourselves with all these other things for so long. And I agree. I feel like the Lord is like, nope, I'm dragging it to the carpet. You're going to deal with it today. And yeah. the world is waiting for us to figure it out so mm-hmm. that, because we're the ones that are supposed to be leading in this issue, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think conversations are a great starting point. And that's, that's what we did. We did there. And I'm really praying about continuing um, yeah. those kinds of dialogues because it was just, I think it was therapeutic for everybody. It was therapeutic right. for me. It was therapeutic for them. It was therapeutic for the listeners. It's educational for our non-Black brothers and sisters just mm-hmm. to kind of hear firsthand experiences like, this is not your experience, but it absolutely is mine. And because we are one in Christ, you should care about it. Yeah. You know? And so specifically on, on this topic and this issue, um, we, as Black Americans, we have not been we maybe have not been um, in the position to lead in mm. in this area, okay? So we've been dealing and we've mm-hmm. been living life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been on the forefront. What, what do you think that all of the, the ministries and the ministers um, of really of color, what do you mm-hmm. think we should all do to lead in this area so so that somebody else doesn't have to come in and take the charge they can say okay i see the body coming together in this way i'm going to join and i'm going to follow in with the movement sure um that's a tricky question sis <laughs> because can i be frank mm-hmm. we we are a hot mess right right the body of christ the the church is mm-hmm. a hot mess. Like we are mm-hmm. all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. And I thank God in his, in his loving kindness and his graciousness and his goodness towards us is holding up a mirror to say, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at my bride. Like mm-hmm. she, her hair is all over the place. She ain't mm-hmm. took a bath in, in two <laughs> weeks. Like you're a hot mess. <laughs> and so... I say that to say, uh, you can edit that out if you want. If I'm being too <laughs> too real, just, you know, let me know. You're good, but you're it, good. It, um, 
so here's the challenging part. The black experience, though it's shared, it is so complex. Mm-hmm. And you have um, just within the African-American community, just within the African-American Christian community, mm-hmm. you have so many different thoughts and people that are in different places and spaces that I don't think that, I think that there's some self-reflection that has to happen and some some high-level things like, this this is our plight. This is this is what's harming us. Mm-hmm. This is what we need. This is what the Bible says about all of that. Who are the people leading in those areas? Like there has to be some type of structure and organization. And and honestly, I feel like that's only gonna come from from prayer, from fasting, and and from the Lord like raising up leaders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we can even look at how to lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to tell you something. We got to take a break, but when we come back, I'm going to tell you something that I've been excited about, you know, okay. in, in this time. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We're so glad that you tuned in today. We are having a great conversation with Latoria. Uh, you can find out more information about Latoria. Just go to her website, latoriamusic.com. We started the show with her new single, Becoming, and she's also uh, doing some videos on her YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. y'all check all of that out. It's it's literally for right now. It's going to help us right now. <laughs> and so Latoria, um, one of the things that we we said that when before we took the break, we were like, okay, we the body of Christ, we're kind of all over the place. Um, one thing I'm excited about right now is all of the things that artists are doing to contribute to um, to the message, you know, mm. of of how Black Americans are feeling, or uh, and of how we are dealing with this. So in result of that, there are all of these great conversations happening in in the body of Christ. Um, At our church, there's a lot of conversations happening, and you've been a part of a lot of conversations at a lot of different churches. Mm -hmm. So all of these conversations are happening. happening, And as you said, it's therapeutic Mm -hmm. on one side, and it's information gathering on another side. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we can continue to do these types of things, continue understanding, continue building bridges, continue saying, okay, I get you, um, then we can start building these relationships and get to the point of unity for the yeah. body of Christ, you know? Yeah. And and then we as one can say to the world, listen, we're not okay with this. We're not okay with that. We want these things changed um, for the next generation, we don't want them to have to deal with the th- things that we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. We want these things change for the next generation. But I feel like we can only do that if we say, look at us, we are unified. We're, like, right. we're together. 
Um, and right now, you know, people have said it that the hour, the church hour is a very segregated hour or a couple of mm-hmm. hours. And mm-hmm. so I think that this is a point that maybe we can begin to to unify. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 are you saying? What do you think? Um, if I to try to summarize that and what you just said and respond to it, I would respond by saying that in the same way that post COVID nineteen, if we ever get through it, Lord Jesus, <laughs> right, that things will never be like they were. Mm-hmm. So, so what was normal is not going to be anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that the church has to decide the same thing in regards to race relations. Mm-hmm. So how many decades has that statement that you just said be, been true about, you know, 12 o'clock or whatever it is, is the most segregated hour on Sunday. That has been our norm. Mm-hmm. So the church has got to decide that that is no longer going to be the norm. Going back to the way things were ain't going to cut it because mm-hmm. the way that things were was terrible for black folks. Mm-hmm. It was terrible for our black brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we are deciding that we're going to, as the church, use all, use all of our gifts, abilities, the new things that we're learning about like race relations and, and, and whiteness and all of these things, structures and systems, to, to push to create a new normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the challenge is because some people are comfortable and, and they, they um, benefit from going back to the things being the way that they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's whole campaigns run around going back to things being the way that they were. And, right. and it completely disregards that the Black experience has never been great. Mm-hmm. So, so I think to summarize it, it's like the church has to get to a point where they realize we've got to create a new normal because what has always been is terrible. Mm-hmm. It just, we just haven't felt it because it, it, it's not set up for us to feel it. Mm-hmm. it education, educating yourself is a part of coming to that reality of why you even need to create a new normal. Um, yeah. 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 I'm trying to keep my my <laughs> no 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 you're good you're good you're good and you're good because honestly you have always been a part of this conversation this isn't new to you no. this isn't new to you in no. fact the first time you were on the show we talked about it we talked mm-hmm. about you were part of small groups mm-hmm. and a part of <clears throat> sharing your experience with other women from mm-hmm. different cultures who don't look like you mm-hmm. and you all were creating this uh this bond really mm-hmm. this family bond and that's what happens when you're able to actually hear people and understand them, you, your heart grows to them. That's just absolutely, you know, the way, the way it happens. So talk to us about, um, the, the, the song you did with, uh, with Village Church. Walk with okay. you, right? Sure, sure. I'll walk with you. Yeah, yeah. Walk with you. Yeah. So, um, um, Jeff Caps and Lauren Chandler, they had this concept and this idea <clears throat> and they came to me and, um, at the time I was, um, you know, I was serving with them, with their worship team, um, mm-hmm. pretty often. And so they had this concept for like, Hey, these are, these are discussions and stuff that we're having off stage, off camera, behind the scenes. Like we would love to create a song that articulates that, that models that, um, shout out to Jeff Caps Cause it was a dope idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they were like, one, and then two, <clears throat> um, I think it was Lauren Chandler. She she was like, hey, it would be really cool to reverse what is the norm. So the norm is you you come in and do like some spoken word where you're accompanying worship singers. It would be great if actually you were leading and the singers were accompanying you. And it was like, yes, all of that. Because because just in doing that swap, Mm -hmm. it modeled so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Me being an African-American woman by itself, you know, to to be the one leading this conversation that is in the form of song. And I'm a rapper, which is makes it even more <laughs> rare, you know yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it but all to the glory of God. I don't think that there's anything else out there like that that exists right now. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge honor and privilege to to play a part in creating and releasing that type of art into the world. Mm-hmm. Um and so just with some prayer and, t- and taking some time, um you know, I asked the Lord to really give me the words to try to uh, ex- to express and articulate in art form what is the Black experience. Mm-hmm. And then we created this song that was almost like a dialogue. And, and the resolve or the chorus, if you will, is, you know, I'll walk with you no matter what it takes. Um, keep in step with truth by the gospel of grace. That's kind of the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Actually, I plan on probably next week doing an doing an uh, Instagram live where I just kind of break down my lyrics mm-hmm. because it really is educational if you stop to 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 read the lyrics and and meditate and think about what's being said because it's it's jam packed but there's a lot there that could help enlighten someone and so yeah I plan on doing an, an Instagram live just to kind of line by line explain what's mm-hmm. being said in that song but that was the intention of the song. And it's really just kind of a resource to put out to get people thinking and to get people to start considering like what we were saying, you know, off air, how important and how powerful music and worship can be, you know? Yeah. 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 So talk to us about um, the small groups that that you were a part of. And this was through Village Church as well, Uh right? Okay. Uh So... And and like I said, you've always been a part of this conversation. So I mm-hmm. truly thank you for everything that you've done. And I know now I'm sure you're hustling and busy because I'm sure everybody's. <laughs> Let me call Latoria. <laughs> <laughs> so hustle on. <laughs> Amen. Pray my strength here. Yes, yeah. Keep hustling. <laughs> um, I I mean, small groups have been so transformative in my life. And actually, this radio show was born out of. A small group experience. That's the wow. reason why, yes, that's the reason why this whole radio show exists. So I know, I I know what it is to be able to sit down with people and study the word and come across with some truth, talk about it, yes. you know, and, and also build these amazing relationships at the same time. Now, mm-hmm. What you all were doing was actually pulling people in from different cultures. Usually if you go through your church, you probably it's just you know one culture, like like we said, with our with our church hour. So this intentionally was saying, listen, we're going to bring together women um, of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Talk about the power of putting yourself because there are so many people who are um, hesitant and afraid mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do um, in in their uh, 
if you know they're going to say, okay, I'm opening up my heart and my family to somebody of another culture. Okay, mm-hmm. wait. You know, so mm-hmm. talk to us about that and that experience and how that kind of uh, and how that works into your your art. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I definitely would start off by saying you should expect that it's going to be uncomfortable. You should expect that it's going to be awkward. You should expect that it's going to be messy. You should expect that you probably either you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. So just have an apology on your lips mm-hmm. or someone's going to hurt your feelings. You know, like these are the things to expect when you are, you know, crossing, you know, uh, into other people's space and norms and culture, blind spots and all of those things, people's ideals and ways of thinking and cultural norms and all of those things will be challenged Mm -hmm. when you choose to start doing life with someone who is not like you. So I think Keeping keeping Jesus at the center, keeping the gospel at the center is the, the one thing that everybody is rallying around um, is is both vital and extremely imperative to the success of any of those kinds of groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Latasha Morrison and the Be the Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like if if there's anybody listening that is looking for how to start one of those like that is a great, great, great resource um, that they've, they've got all kind of like workshops and teachings and like, they just really walk you step by step through so much, not just around groups, but, but even particularly like racial, um, reconciliation. So, mm-hmm. um, I would say that for me personally, my, my parents were very intentional of, um, celebrating blackness in the home, but putting putting us in environments where we were exposed to other kinds of cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have always, I've always lived in that both and kind of reality instead mm-hmm. of an either or type of reality. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's aided me in just the person that I've become, the woman that I've become, the artist that I've become, the way that I engage uh, my faith, the way that I engage people in general. Um, and even with all of that, I think for me personally, my experience was, it was, there were, there were highs and lows, ups and downs, great moments and really hard, challenging moments. And I think that those are the realities that you should expect to feel when you are growing. Mm-hmm. Soon as you put yourself willingly in an environment often that makes you uncomfortable, you're going to grow if you keep mm-hmm. showing up. Mm-hmm. If you just choose to keep showing up and humbling yourself and say, God, I trust you because this is the right thing to do. You're going to look up and, you know, like the song says, you know, I'm yes. not where I was, but I'm yeah. becoming something because you're growing. Um, and that definitely, definitely has been my experience um, as a result of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the I, I really want to talk to you again about grown women bars uh, okay. because I know I know that that's that's like at the that's that's your perspective of yeah, you know yeah, yeah. from from where you write and where you where you come from. So um, talk to us a little bit about what grown woman bars means to you. Sure, sure. Um, and so for me, one of the the convictions that the Lord has put on my heart for my generation. Like what is, what is, what is, what is the legacy that you want to leave in? And for me, regardless of what I'm doing, if I'm speaking, if I'm hosting, if I'm making music, if I'm having a ham sandwich with you at lunch, it is 
um, spurring, spurring one another on towards maturity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when, when I say grown woman bars, what I'm saying is you're going to hear music. You're going to see art. You're going to see things coming from me that I am expressing my reality as a grown woman, Mm -hmm. but I'm also, um, I'm also offering art that causes you to come up in your thinking. It causes you to go to the Lord and be like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> what do yeah. I do with, with what she just said? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's intentional to make you think higher, to, to think deeper, to think wider, you know, to expand your mind on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is my offering, you know, just to the world and to the church, because unfortunately we, as the body, we're, we're, we're kind of immature. Mm-hmm. In a lot of areas, we're failing people because we haven't matured to to the uh, to the degree where we can handle certain issues that that are looked at as sin or certain issues that are looked at as shameful or whatever. We a lot of times tuck tail or avoid or deflect instead of diving headfirst, knowing that we have Christ with us and He died for everybody, mm-hmm. and that includes you or whatever group of people or whatever situation, like we're, we're not mature enough as we should be. And so for me, when I say grown woman bars, that's, that's what it is. And everything that I do and say, I'm saying something that either is going to make you mature or challenge mm-hmm. you, or you'll connect with it and be like, Hey, because yes. you you're, you're at that space where you, you know, it's like, I love Jesus and I can be these things too. And because I love Jesus, he helps me navigate what the cutoff is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That does. That does. That, re- that, that really does make sense because um, I, I went to a, a women's conference and uh, there was a part where you could take these classes from different professionals and um, they asked for a real, a real life situation that somebody wanted to share. So I shared a, a situation from, from my work. She listened to me and she said, okay, you don't like to take other people's input. So your program got cut because they couldn't really say, listen, Carla, we like this and we want you to change these couple of things right here. She said, you know, you have to grow. You, you're going to have to. Um, and, and she said, there are some things that you're probably dealing with this, keeping you from being able to have those kinds of conversations. Mm. So when you say what you just said, that brings it back up to me because what I'm, what, what I'm, what I have experienced that in this time when I've now that this conversation is being open and I've had the opportunity to actually share my experience of how, you know, when information comes to me, this is how I feel. You know, yeah. as a black woman, when you say yeah. this, this makes me, you know, I take it like this. This is how right. I feel. So then as after we've had those difficult conversations just in this season of life, then we've been able to go back to having those conversations about work. And yes. so and then I've I've been able to um, engage in conversations about, OK, this is how you see what I'm doing and this is how you would like for me to tweak it a little bit, but it doesn't mean that the whole project stinks. It just means right. that a couple of things. And these, those are the things that I, I feel like in this time we can, 
if we can open up ourselves to the point that we need to and that we can build some of these bridges that the Lord would want us to build, be unified, Mm -hmm. then we can say, okay, now let's now let's work together because we understand each other and we can yeah. understand each other's language and we can understand um, how how you want me to say things and how I should say things back to you so yeah. that it's you know sent and received the, the same. So I I equate all of that to becoming because I just feel like we've got we've got work to do on ourselves to be open. Yes. Be open to sharing, to be open to change, to be open to being with in different cultures and be open mm. to having these conversations so that we can unify and and move forward. Yes. Yes. And I think here's here's my perspective with that. I I 100% agree. I think that the key is first and foremost recognizing self-awareness has to be Number one. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, working on self-awareness is part of the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Like, and the sanctification process looks different. Uh, concern, or, or I guess um, in regards to what ethnicity you are. Mm-hmm. So, so for our white brothers and sisters, there has to be right now, COVID-19, all of these crazy things going on, this is the prime opportunity to stop. Lay down everything you think you know, lay down everything you thought you know, you knew, and really start to do the work internally to become more Mm self-aware. What does it mean for me to be a white woman? What does it mean for me to be a white man? What are the tendencies of white culture? And Tasha Morrison, Be the Bridge, she literally has a course called Whiteness 101. There are white people that have put, um, you know, resources out there available to whoever has a heart and has ears to hear and a humble heart to really start to do this work. Because until you start to become self-aware, you don't realize that you're probably part of the problem. You're probably part of the trauma that Carla was dealing with that made her close up and not want to share with you about work things because you can't even see how your words are triggering, how your words create trauma. These are the things. And and so for our white brothers, brothers and sisters, it starts with doing the work to become Mm self-aware for black folks. It's the same thing. I've got to do the work to become self-aware. Why am I angry? Why am I bitter? What, why am I closed? Why am I guarded? What are the reasons for those things? Am I giving my, myself permission as a black man to feel and not, and not you know, <laughs> subscribe to this mm-hmm. machismo mm-hmm. attitude? Mm-hmm. If, if that's not what Jesus did, why am I doing self-awareness? And it's, and it's part of the sanctification process because if black folks are able to put themselves first and heal, mm-hmm. it's going to more than likely create a grace for them to then be able to be open to have dialogue with with our white brothers and sisters, and if white folks start to humble their humble humble themselves and do the work to become more self aware, they might start to realize, oh, when I say this, now that I've looked at myself and I've looked at the real history of this country and how it's benefited me, I can see why when I use this word, it hurts my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So when you have two people that are have done the individual work to become self aware come together. Now you can move forward. But the problem is 
nobody's doing that work. And, and everybody wants to get to the solution. And it's like, baby, you ain't done the work internally to, to be ready to have a solution. You can't handle the truth. No, no, yeah. but you can't, you can't handle a solution because you haven't done the preliminary work of being self-aware. Yes. So yes. I agree 100% with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do yeah. have work to do. We got work we, to do, sis. We've, we, we've got work to do. One of the things that our church has started doing is started these prayer groups since we've been working outside of the building. We started these prayer groups to still stay connected. What mm. I have found is that we are more connected now that we're doing the prayer groups <laughs> than when we were in the building, <laughs> seeing each other face to face every single day. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know, <laughs> everything, everything has changed. Uh, we, you know, we're going to find our new normal. We're going to stay open. We're going to take a look at ourselves and yes. say, you know, I'm not where I was, but yes. I am, I'm, you know, I'm getting closer. I'm becoming more like Christ. You know, I am doing the self work, uh, the work that's needed on myself. Yes. And, and then we can begin to, to unify and, and stand up, you know, as Amen. the body of Christ. So, Latoria, thank you so much for joining us. We love this conversation. We so appreciate you and appreciate your time and appreciate what you're doing. So you 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 keep going and we're, <laughs> we're going to support you. So everybody go to LatoriaMusic.com for all of the things about Latoria. Our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org and you can find information about me at CarlaNivens.com. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next week.